Welcome to Croxley Green Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Morning everybody. Uh, well, we hope uh, that you are well and uh, not feeling uh, too alone and fearful as you sit and listen to this, but it is uh, really important that we take comfort from God's word and, uh, and we continue our walk with Jesus in spite of everything that might be happening around us. Well, life is full of beginnings, isn't it? And beginnings are usually exciting times, full of promise, but by their very nature, they can be a bit difficult to spot. Spring is well and truly underway, but the beginnings can be very subtle. Perhaps we notice that the days are getting a little bit longer, or that it is ever so slightly warmer, or perhaps, even as I have been noticing in the last couple of days, that the birds are singing. They don't seem to be in isolation. They seem to be out there doing their thing as normal, and that's good to know, isn't it? Some of the beginnings of spring are harder to see. So much of the growth of spring has been happening unseen under the ground that it is a genuine surprise when plants start shooting up leaves and trees burst into bloom. And on this Mothering Sunday, many of us will be reflecting on the beginnings of our journeys as mothers. At the beginning of a pregnancy, the signs can be very slight for some, an absolute barn door for others. While some may merely have a slight change in appetite, others are awoken each day with a terrible nausea that can only mean one thing. And for those whose journey into motherhood came via adoption, perhaps we are remembering the final stages of those extended interviews or form filling, the excitement of hearing about our child for the first time and preparing that bedroom in a bit of a hurry. New beginnings all have signs if we are ready to look. And for the last couple of weeks, we have been in the beginning of something else much more worrying. The signs of coronavirus becoming a reality in this country have been gradual but definite. And as the news bulletins become more and more focused on one thing, and the advice becomes more urgent, we've all become aware that this is a new beginning that we have not looked forward to. In our passage today, we read that John is in prison. And Matthew doesn't tell us why or what happens to John until two chapters later. It's almost as though he suddenly remembers that he hasn't told you that bit of the story. But basically, John had been speaking truth to power, which is always a dangerous pastime. John had been pointing out to Herod that he had committed a grave sin by marrying his brother's wife and Mrs Herod did not like this at all. And so poor old John is languishing in Herod's jail. And it seems that being in prison had actually had quite a bad effect on John. He is, after all, in the ultimate isolation. Because the message he sends by his disciples is considerably less sure of himself than the reaction he had to Jesus when he baptised him in the Jordan River just a short time before. Having heard tales of what was happening, John asks Jesus if he really is 
the one they've been looking for or whether they should expect another. Now I find this faith wobble of John oddly reassuring. Let's look back at the kind of man that John was. He was a miracle baby, just like Jesus. He would have grown up with his parents telling him about how his and his cousin's birth were inextricably linked in God's rescue plan for his people. There would have been no conversation in John's house about what you want to do when you grow up because his future was well and truly planned. And he was so sure of his calling that he wears odd clothes and takes himself off to the desert and lives the life of a remarkable and challenging prophet, albeit with a slightly dodgy taste in food. And all signs were there. He had heard about them. And yet, after a time on his own in prison, he is asking his cousin if he really is the one. If this great man can struggle with reading the signs of his age, perhaps we can forgive ourselves when faith deserts us too, and we wonder whether God is really at work, or should we be looking to something else? So how does Jesus respond to his cousin's heartfelt question? Does he roll his eyes and tell the disciples to go back and give John a good talking to? Does he moan to his disciples about the lack of quality in prophets these days and how you can't even rely on your own family to stick with the programme? Well, no, of course he doesn't. But he doesn't simply ask and answer his question either. He does something much more empowering. He tells John to look at the sign of the times. He sends the message that he knows will not just encourage John that he is the Messiah, but that also the signs talked about long ago in the Old Testament are beginning to show. The blind are being given their sight, the lame are walking, the lepers being made clean and the dead being raised. These are definite and tangible signs that God's kingdom is coming and the Messiah is here. And I like to think that when John heard this reply in prison that he was able to rejoice just a little bit, even though he must have been so sad not to be seeing firsthand the excitement of Jesus' ministry unfolding. Now Jesus was quite often talking to his disciples about signs. These were often the signs of the end of the age or the beginning of his kingdom, but occasionally he commented on the news and the signs of his own time. And in Luke chapter 13, you might want to have a look at this afterwards, we read that Jesus is questioned about a current news story. Some nasty things have been happening to people and the crowd wanted to know if somehow they had been the cause of their own downfall. And when nasty things happen, we are all inclined to look for a reason. Because if we can find a reason why these things are happening to someone else, we can reassure ourselves that these nasty things won't happen to us. We've all been given the news, haven't we, by someone, that someone we know has cancer. And often with the added little bit of reassurance, he was a terrible smoker, just to make us feel better. And the problem with a news event like the spread of the coronavirus is that it seems to be a bit indiscriminate. 
And we can't just convince ourselves that this is something that will happen to somebody else. So what does Jesus teach us about the reading of the signs around us in the news? In Luke 13, Jesus explains that the issue is not whether anyone else deserved these nasty things happening to them, but that each one of us is responsible for repentance and fruit in our own lives. The only signs that God is interested in are the signs of life and renewal in his own children. And sadly, for many of Jesus' contemporaries, there were no signs of life or repentance or renewal. So what would Jesus have to say about the beginning of the coronavirus situation here in the UK? What signs would he be looking for in us? And as we approach Easter under these difficult circumstances, what signs should we be looking for that his kingdom is still coming? As a church, as we approach these changing times, it's really important that we show signs of holding together. For hundreds of years, the way we have been church is by gathering together worship. And for the first time since the days of persecution in this country, we can't do that anymore. How we choose to be together while staying apart is so important and will be a very big sign to the rest of Croxley that Jesus is alive and well and still bringing in his kingdom. So many of the ways in which we are striving to look after each other are vital. As a ministry team, we are trying to keep a close eye on all our friends who are over 70 and should be staying at home wherever possible. As I speak now, we are cooking a meal for 10 of those that we will be delivering it to in a moment. If you are fit and well and can help us with offering shopping and phone calls to these friends, then do get in touch with us. Many of you already have, and we are really grateful. My lunch has been cancelled today, but as I said, we are delivering meals to those who most need that contact and love at this time. Our presence online and our conversations with each other in discipleship groups, WhatsApp groups and other social media groups are all part of our vital need to be together in this crisis. Not just to encourage one another but so that the strength we draw from each other will be shared with those who are facing this crisis without a faith and a faith community. As those who remember the last World War will no doubt agree, a crisis can bring out the best and the worst in people. We've all watched with horror as some people have been grabbing all they can at the supermarket without a thought for others. But maybe before we get too sanctimonious, about that, perhaps we should think a little about the level of fear that brings that kind of behaviour out of people who would normally be rational and kind. But we also, I'm sure, have been struck by the abundance of kindness that has been evidenced since this crisis emerged. Could it be that in the midst of this awful virus, something good and old-fashioned can be reclaimed? We have been praying since Brexit for unity in our country. Well, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could lead the way in making that a sign of the coronavirus?
And what about our planet? We've been praying about the way that we have been damaging it over the years and wouldn't it be wonderful if one of the things to come out of this situation was that the lack of air traffic brought some healing to our planet. What we learn from Jesus' reaction to John's question is that we should be alert to the signs around us. At a time when there are so many worrying signs, we can be people who look for the signs of something better. Can we look for signs of God at work in each other and the image of God in all we meet and seek to help at this time? Can we dare to hope that God will bring about social and ecological healing through even this disaster? Can we look for the signs of God using this slowing down of life to meet with each one of us in a more meaningful way. Easter is a beginning in spite of all the bad news around us. Let's be people who look for signs of new life. <laughs>